Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Reasonably Shady, a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Making Money Moves, featuring Earn Your Leisure, February 14th, 2022. Robin and I are entrepreneurs, and, you know, we always want to encourage, especially black women, to get out there and invest in yourself and and definitely, like, strive for your dreams. Uh, but you need money to do that. So what is the best way to, like, raise capital for your business, especially if you're a startup, you know, you're new to just this entrepreneurial game? Uh, I mean, there's a few different ways you can go about raising capital. You can, you know, raise capital from friends and family. Um, you can, you know, leverage your credit. You can take loans from your 401k. Everybody's situation is different. What we did personally was we just started a, a business that had low um, startup cost, which is podcast. Doesn't really take a lot of money to start mm -hmm. a podcast. And we used our personal money. Um, you know, I wish I could have 
had more of an elaborate story to tell, but it really wasn't. Um, we just we saved up. We had money that we had from you know working our respective okay. careers, and we were still working while we were being entrepreneur. That's another thing too. People, you don't necessarily have to do one or the other. Like, you know, you can actually still do both at the same time. If you have a nine to five job, you can keep that nine to five job and still be an entrepreneur when you get home. And then eventually as yeah. your business takes off and now it's time to leave your nine to five, then, you know, it's time to leave. But in the meantime, use the money from your nine to five job or whatever kind of job you have to help fund your business. So like your job yeah. is really your is the investor, is the angel investing in your business in that in that situation. But other than that, I mean of course you can try to get bank finance and that's gonna be extremely difficult, almost impossible, especially if you're just starting out, you're a black entrepreneur, it's gonna be extremely difficult to get money from a bank. So like I said, I mean right. most of the time for entrepreneurs, if you're just starting out, you're gonna have to either use your own personal money, which is money that you saved up, um, or you know, money from like retirement accounts, money from friends and family. You can, um, you know, take money from your I'm house. Ha- I'm gonna have to stop you. I'm gonna have to stop you right there. The friends and family—that's like surefire way <laughs> to cause a ruckus at Thanksgiving. Like, no, okay, there's no, no friends and family. But definitely, I believe in investing in yourself, saving money, and because there's there's nobody that's gonna support you or like root for you more than yourself, right? So I, I, I'm i definitely down with that. Friends and family, right. I say no, I'm sorry. <laughs> it depends. I mean, I'm, if, if someone comes to me, I would say more family than friends. If they come to me, they have a solid plan, then I'm not, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to shy away from helping them out. If I really believe in it, if I see that they have a plan, if, you know, but not someone just says, I'm struggling, can I get some money? Like, no, I want to know if, how is this money going to, put you in a better place permanently. Like, I don't want to just give you money just to pay your bill and that's it. No. Okay. Do y'all loan money? That's a good question. Do y'all loan money to people? Because I have a firm stance because I didn't got burnt a couple times. Yeah. No. I ain't loaning nothing. So so loan would would, would imply that the money's going to be paid back, right? (laughs) Yes, but we all know it's not. (laughs) Nah. Okay. I mean, I I haven't. I haven't um, with the intent of expecting it to come back, but I have, um, given money, um, with the intent of helping out a situation. Helping someone. Okay. I like that. Okay. And now I'm gonna let y'all get back to the NFC. Well, wait, well, now that you changed the NFTs. Right. So wait, now we're going to get back to the metaverse okay, and I NFTs. Mean, I, I know these guys but, are busy. Yeah. But now that you talked about business, I want to piggyback on that conversation. I hear from a lot of people who, you know, they, they're working a nine to five and they really want to be entrepreneurs. They really want to create multiple streams of income and they don't know where to start. And, you know, my advice to them is, OK, what are you interested in? What can you, you know, find to monetize something that you're interested in? But for people who really don't think they have some sort of tangible item to sell, what avenue would you say for like people should look into to maybe become entrepreneurs? Like, I know there's so many things, like, especially with the vending machines, like how, like, how is that, that going for you guys? Uh, I, I'll just start with, with education um, because I've, I've had this conversation with a number of my colleagues who don't think they could be entrepreneurs. And I'm like, the first thing you have to do is what's your purpose? Right. And their thing was like mm-hmm. to help people. I'm like, well, you have a skill set that somebody else doesn't have. You have a skill set that I don't have. I use a young lady, for example. She um, her son uh, is hearing impaired and she's advocated for him for the past three years. And I told him, like, look, 
your level of advocacy, everybody doesn't know how to do that. You should probably write a book mm -hmm. on this, right? And her mom was yeah. like, wait, I can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, you could. Like, you're fighting for this every single day. So the, the, the first thing I would say is look right in front of you. You're, you probably yeah. possess a skill and a purpose that the other person doesn't, right? Another one of my colleagues, she was like, I don't know, I need to create more income. I'm like, well, you're a great teacher. Why don't you create a tutoring service? Right. You can do that mm -hmm. after school. Like that's not going to cost mm -hmm. you anything. And you're doing what you naturally do. You're, you're great at. You're a teacher. So the, the, the problem is that people will use like, hey, I don't have the time for it. Well, I'm like, well, either you're going to dedicate the time to doing that or you're going to dedicate the next 25 years to doing this. <laughs> right. right, Troy. Troy, you That's dropping true. knowledge. Troy, you dropping <laughs> knowledge over there. Yeah, so it's just, it's, just, it's just what you you have to choose, right? But everybody, I believe that everybody has a purpose. They just haven't tapped into it, right? Or they're overlooking it a lot of times. It's like it's right in front of you, yeah. mm -hmm. right? So like people ask me now, like, "Hey, Troy, uh, how's it feel not to teach anymore?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm teaching every day." You still teach? Oh yeah, you're, you're yeah. teaching big time. Yeah. yeah, I didn't learn about four things today. I didn't learn about four <laughs> things you didn't talk. We're going to write an assessment at the end <laughs> of this. <laughs> right, right. No, but you are teaching a lot because, like I said, I learned about I, I, um, you know, I learned about stocks from you guys. I also learn about things to do for my children. One of which, um, I believe I learned from you guys was, you know, make them your employee. I have a business, so now I've set both of my kids up as employees. I pay them, you know, just under the threshold so that they're not taxed, and you know, it's a tax write off for me. They're building, you know, they're they'll be they're building a little nest egg. Um, what I know a lot of people want to create generational wealth for their kids. They want to set their kids up for success. So what is the best advice that you can give to parents to help them um, set their kids up for financial success? Um, just start early. Start early. Open an investment account for them. You can open up an UTMA and um, that's like a, a brokerage account, an investment account, but for kids. And uh, what's, what's, wait a minute, what's that called again? An ARTMA? Uh, UT, UTMA. UTMA. Mm -hmm. like do y'all have, have kids? Yes. Yeah, I have, I have a son. Okay, uh, UTMA. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So um, that's an investment account that you are like pretty much the owner, the custodian of, and you can put money in. You can invest in Apple. You can invest in ETFs, and uh, they don't gain access to that until they turn 18. So they until they're an adult. But, you know, that allows the money to grow in, into an account. So that's that's one real easy way that you can do it. You can do any online account like TD Ameritrade. You can do Merrill Lynch, any any like online brokerage account. You can go in there, take a couple minutes into their information. And then you have the account you can start investing money in. Um, you can have a 529 plan, which that allows you to put money away for their education. So that's a way that, you know, parents want to save for college or you want to save for prep school or whatever. Not just higher education, any form of education you can um, save. And the good thing with the 529 plans is that the money is tax free as long as you use it for education. And depending on what state you live in, if you invest in the state's 529 plan, you get a state tax deduction for the amount of money that you put in. So that's beneficial as well. So those are two um, easy ways where you can actually go about to start to build some some um, assets, some wealth for your for your, your child down the line. Yeah. I think what mm -hmm. you're doing now is great, right? Like paying them as um, employees of your business, right? If, if your child is seven years old, can you imagine if you paid them $10,000 a year to their 17? Right, yes. Right? You're talking about, you. they're already six figures by the time they're 18. And if you invest in a custodial account, that's why we, we like to talk about starting early, right? So right now our, our kids are playing Roblox and they're using their iPads. And so these are companies that we're investing in and putting inside their custodial mm -hmm. accounts. 
now when we talk about whole long term, that's not even a vision. It's like long term, like I'm 17. They're still young, right? But that's 10 right. years of equity that they've grown inside those companies. And so that's another way. Just look at what they're doing now, right? Where they're investing their time in because kids will tell you what's trending and what's hot, right? They'll let you yeah, know, right? That's so right. true. But you know what? So, so my father had an utma for me. And of course, once I turned like 18 and I was, um, had access to it, I blew right through it. Yeah. So like, yeah, Robin, yeah. Robin, not good. Yeah. So, so, so the hard part is, yeah, we're going to save for our kids, but we also have to teach them and create discipline for them so that they don't blow through that money and so that they, you know, maybe continue to invest it. But that definitely happened to me. Like me and my brother, we blew, <laughs> we blew through our utmost. So this is what not to do. Yeah, this is yeah. what yeah. not to but do. But that's why we, we, we I, I, and I've been saying this recently, it was like we, the, the term generational wealth is cool, but generation, generation, it could be blown. Not to saying that that's what happened mm -hmm. to you, but the term really should be sustainable wealth. Right. So as they're right. growing it, how do they sustain it so that they can't mess this up? Right. Like there's no way we're going to put the if this was bowling, we're putting the bumpers up so that we, we, we've we generated the wealth. Right. This generation. And we're going to teach them how to sustain it so that their kids and their grandkids will always have this wealth. Right. Because if we teach generation, there's no way I, I gave the example. My dad worked for 42 years. My son is eight years old. Since he's been alive, he's only seen my dad sit on the couch. He's never seen the hard work mm -hmm. that he had to put in. He's mm -hmm. never seen those mm -hmm. things. And so like, right. yeah, I can teach yeah. him and he can watch me, but the more important thing is how to sustain this long-term. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue with its powerful, DC turbo engine? Well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, 
Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Kicking It With a King, featuring Carlos King. July 25th, 2022. So let's get to the list really quickly, because I had some questions about this list. Now, I was happy that I made it on the list. I was honored because Carlos King does not give out uh, accolades easily at all. Okay, we know that. So Kyle Richards was not on the list, right? Mm -hmm. And that was confusing to me because I feel like she's held Beverly Hills together for 14 seasons or however long Uh, they've been. I, 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 I will agree with you. So then why wasn't she on the list? She was not on my top 10 list. Right. Now, when I do my top 20, <laughs> Kyle would be number... <laughs> 11. <laughs> Kyle I'm done. Would be, Kyle would be between 11 and 20. But okay. let me tell you why. Okay, but That's a no, very but, good uh, question. I guess the, big, the bigger question, Carlos, is you had Danielle Staub on the list. No shade to Danielle, but Danielle was a housewife for... Uh, well, how many seasons? 1.2? One. Just one. And Kyle... Two, two. Only, only, only two okay. seasons. For, for two. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like, if it, I feel like skin in the game speaks volumes, right? Mm-hmm. Kyle has skin in the game like no other. And, and every season, she has a solid season and she keeps that show going. So like, how would, how would she be over... How would you overlook her to a Danielle style? Easily. Name me one iconic thing that Kyle has done. Mauricio. <laughs> <laughs> the splits, Carlos. That's what we got. The splits, exactly. Now, look, I am a huge Kyle Richards fan. I think she's a great reality star. Kyle Richards competing against the top 10. She doesn't hold the candle to a Danielle style because at the end of the day, and, and I said this, and, I, and, and quote me again, without Danielle, nothing would have happened on New Jersey Housewives, and I was there the first two seasons and can say that without Danielle, the show would be boring. And no disrespect to the Potomac ladies, but we can also look at a show like Potomac and say, without certain people, what would be happening? So because Danielle 
was on her own. And Teresa at that time was very safe and sweet. Teresa's table flip is courtesy of Danielle. Okay. So Fair although enough. Kyle, although Kyle is good at stirring the pot, and, and listen, I think Kyle is great. But when it comes to Nini, Bethany, Ramona, Teresa, Danielle, Giselle. Sheree? I think you had Sheree on there. Sheree, Kim Zosiak. Kyle, Kyle is an iconic, but she definitely is a formidable player. Okay, so I heard a rumor that, that because you worked on Jersey the year that the table got flipped, right? Yes. So the t- she didn't really flip the table. That was you under the table flipping it for her. I, I heard a rumor. <laughs> no. that, that, uh-huh. that, that was Carlos under the table. <laughs> <laughs> and Teresa took all the credit for Carlos flipping that table. <laughs> No, I was under the table handing Danielle the book that she placed on the table. And then you oh. and then you flipped it. And then you flipped it because you said it's gonna be good oh, no. TV. I, I wish I was that I, I wish I was a little bright genius then, but I wasn't. No, that so, was all Teresa. Was that your first housewife show you worked on before? Was that before Atlanta? That was after Atlanta. Atlanta oh. was first. I did a, so what's funny is I did Atlanta season one. And, and I had a break for like two weeks. And then I got a phone call about this housewife in New Jersey. And I decided to do New Jersey. Okay. okay. But okay. you weren't you weren't EP on New Jersey, were you? No, no, no. Okay. I was an associate he, producer on Atlanta. He was giving books underneath the table, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't EP. You were a field producer. Okay. <laughs> oh, let's be clear. Ask those Atlanta girls. When I was an EP, honey, I still was on my knees doing something. To make oh. sure the scene was great. Okay. okay. So, okay, so where ahead. did you start in in your producing career? Like, how did you get started? Yeah. So I went to college, and I majored in journalism. Because of that, I was afforded these internships. So I interned at The View. Mm-hmm. I interned at MTV. My last internship was at BET. A year later, I got a job as a PA working on One Hundred Six and Park and other shows. And then two years after that, I got a phone call from a mutual friend who said, I have this um, opportunity in Atlanta to do this reality show called Ladies of Hotlanta. Uh. You love reality TV. Would you be interested? And I was like, child, let me think. <laughs> and Because I was like, you expect me to leave New York City and go to Atlanta? But I said, you know what? I'm a man of faith. Let me do it. And it was the best decision of my career because the rest is history. Okay. Right, right. So you didn't start, you weren't EP on season one, Atlanta. No. Okay. No, I no. wasn't EP until season six of Atlanta, oh, wow. which is the highest rated season in the we history know. of the network. We know. Cause, and Nene called uh, Peter a bitch. Now, I have a question. Okay. So, because um, we spoke of you and um, people that have worked, producers on Potomac, who have been very influential in helping us get to where we are. Um, however, give me an honest answer, Carlos. Do you feel like, do you feel like, Cause you are a man. Okay. And, and you're a man helping women tell their story. Do mm-hmm. you feel like you can do it better than a woman helping women tell their story? Is there, no, is there a disconnect, not a disconnect, but you know, women, we know what we go through. We feel it. Yeah. So I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that, that's a, that's a very great question. No, I don't think, I have a um, an edge over a woman who's also a producer. Um, I think a woman who's producing a show that's dominated by women 
she has to be confident in order to be honest with the women and not be intimidated by the woman. And I think the, 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 the reality star who's a woman has to be able to feel comfortable sharing your personal business because let's just, let's just be real. Historically, women don't like to tell other women their business. Period. They just... Because mm-hmm. it's one of the things where it's like, girl, I don't know you want my man. I don't know you want my life. <laughs> right. I don't know there's some single black or white female situation. So it, it takes a minute. So when you come to a talented man, gay or straight, there's a guard that's let down, right? Because it's like, well, you can't take my man. And if you do, and if you can, that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> right. Um, um, and I'm able to at least give you more, more of me because my guard is down. So I don't think that um, we do a better job than women. Not at all. I think women can do a great job. And what's funny is, because let's talk, Giselle. Uh-huh. I remember talking to you. Ooh. Your first season... I remember um, you had a female showrunner and she called me and you guys were in the middle of getting a scene together. And Giselle said, oh, Carlos, I thought you were going to be our producer. <laughs> I did. And I was like, what did that come from? That's so funny. I, I want I, to ask you that. Well, I well, I knew that we had the same production company people don't know this, but we have the same production company as Atlanta Potomac does. And you were of producers. You're the only person that like, we know their name. Right. So I just assume that they would, <laughs> Atlanta was great. So I just assumed that they would take whoever they were using in Atlanta and give them to us so that we could be great. Um, now I can say that the person that you were talking to, she was great for us. Mm-hmm. She gave us the Absolutely. tools. That, yeah, she gave us the tools that we needed. Season one, season two. I can, Carlos, I'll be honest. I can still hear her in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, she has this saying called fix your face. And there's so many times where like I'm in a scene and that this face is jacked all the way up and I need to fix it. And it's not anything <laughs> that has to, <laughs> it's not anything that has to do with the cast. It's what's going on in producing. Like, the, you know, sometimes the producing of it all could be problematic and, you know, we get upset about it. But, but she gave us, wonderful tools to absolutely get us to a season set no season seven well are we supposed to say that yes okay fine we just did season seven we know y'all filming honey it's all over the blog hey i want to talk about no i want to talk about you because carlos you know we might have been in miami and Carlos heard we was in Miami. And when I say we, me, Robin, and some other ladies. And Carlos said, let me go meet the ladies of yes. Potomac face to through. face, up close and impersonal. And I totally loved it. Was so happy that you did that. I'm sure you're, you know, you're a really busy guy and you took time out to come and meet us and just kiki. I mm-hmm. mean, we had a good old kiki with Carlos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We for sure like did. an hour. Yes. No. And and listen, and I'll say this, and I don't care who gets mad. I am a black man in this business producing reality TV. And I'm such a fan of reality. And one thing about me is I support all of my black females and males in this genre. Because I know how hard it is to be great in front of the camera being judged by the world. So number one, I want to make it very clear. I am a fan. Number one. (laughs) Thank you. I watch Potomac and I get my entire life. So when I was told that you ladies were, well, that you two and some other folks were in Miami, (laughs) I, you know, I didn't tell y'all this. I canceled two meetings. Oh, wow. And I said... 
And I said, I, I, I have to meet them. I'm, I'm a fan. Yes. It's like meeting Beyonce. No shade. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, wait. I said. But Carlos, this is what you don't know. So after you laugh and everything, um, Karen comes up to me and she says, uh, Giselle, did, did, you, did you get to meet the Carlos? Did you, did you meet Carlos? <laughs> I said, yes, bitch, before you. Yes, I met Carlos. Okay. Came, and, he and, called, came and saw me first. And look, and look, some other people were like, Carlos was here? I didn't see Carlos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is, that's probably about well, this. I don't know. <laughs> that is so funny. I mean, no. I Listen. I love I love all of you ladies, but I will say this. It was a pleasure meeting the the two of you. I'm not going to say who else was in the room because I ain't stupid, but <laughs> I, I I have to say first of all guys, Giselle and Robin are gorgeous in person. Oh, thank you. Like like no makeup. We we were in the bed. Like when I said to you guys, <laughs> we had a key. We had a key key and the beauty of talking to Giselle and Robin was they're such great professionals and they know how to do their job. And we just had a, we, I don't want to spoil it, but we just had a good time talking about the show and mm-hmm. the scenes and this, and just reality TV. They threw me shade, you know, it was, it was, but it, was <laughs> it was fun. And I, I want people to know that at the very end of the day, I am a huge fan of Potomac. And I say this all the time. And I'm not disrespecting my Atlanta girls who I will always love, but the Real Housewives of Potomac to me is the best housewives out right now. Oh, wow. thank you. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. So wait, before before you switch topics, uh-huh. so when when you were um, when we were in the room, you called Giselle executive producer, yeah. and you called me <laughs> co executive producer. Yes. So what are you when you're watching Potomac? Yes. What are you seeing that makes you think that? Okay. So. As a student, no, let, let me not be so humble. As a professor of exactly, reality yes, television. Yes, yes professor. Sorry, an expert. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Dr. Wendy. I'm the professor tonight. So, who? Who? Professor, who? We don't even know you're talking about. They'll do it. They'll do it. <laughs> so, look, when I watch the show, and, that, and that's the reason why I'm saying what I said earlier was the relationship between the producer and the cast member is crucial because there's a level of trust. And when you talked about the female producer who you still hear in your ear, like, fix that face. I can watch Potomac. And one thing about the two of you, y'all play off of each other. And I'll give a, I'll give a, an example of two scenes that are... <laughs> I, I'll give three. Uh, <laughs> very Lord, quickly. Oh, Lord. Oh, I'll, Lord. I'll give three okay. very quickly. Okay. <laughs> Season one. Episode one. Jeez. Okay. Because I, I I do this shit for real. When Giselle told Karen, <laughs> y'all had this argument about the crab boil and it was this whole thing in the mirror. I, I knew in that instance, I said, oh, Giselle is like, hmm, this has to be in the first episode. I'm not going to be a part of anything boring. So let me make sure <laughs> to just be honest. And since Karen and I are friends in real life, let me read her real quick and it won't matter. So that's A. I'm not number one. Number two is last season when Professor Wendy and the two of you were on the couch. You guys were on a cast trip. Um, Ashley took off maternity leave to be messy. 
and to deliver the message to Dr. Wendy. And y'all two sat on the couch. Wendy had was fed up to here. Y'all looked on the couch and said, girl, I don't really give a shit. This was a great scene. I'm going to sip on my bottle of water with the straw. And Robin said, I'm going to literally finger myself as you talk about that. I was like, they are a good pair. And last but not least, last but not least, when Ashley and Candace had that altercation in Candace's home, and Ashley gave the read of... Girl, you mean your mama house? This your mama table, which I think is everything. <laughs> and Candace threw the knife. That was all orchestrated because Robin said, I'm just going to say it. Uh, your husband actually sucked Juan's dick. <laughs> like, you said it flat out. And then Giselle said, you leaving? Uh-uh, come back in the house because we still got more work to do because the crew is here for another two hours. So that's what I mean when I say you guys are the executive and the co-EP of the show. <laughs> Shady Preacher, featuring Jamal Bryant, November 28th, 2022. Jamal's good about not bragging on himself, but there's a little brag I want to do. You feed the community. When the COVID first started, New Birth was very intentional about feeding the community. You have fed how many? I'm saying it wrong. You have done how many? No, no, no. Absolutely. So in in the pandemic... Uh, we started giving out groceries That's it. and uh, just a, a month ago, we hit 1 million families that wow. we give groceries to in the last two years. And uh, it is great and it is embarrassing mm-hmm. uh, to know that food insecurity is uh, that dire. And we're just talking about one metropolitan area mm-hmm. uh, for Thanksgiving. Uh, we're giving out 5,000 turkeys. Mm. Uh so while that sounds good in one way and another way, it's sad that it has to be done. Yeah. Now, so when you said uh, one million groceries one in million, two years, families, one million yeah, family one groceries, million bags of groceries, one million bags of groceries in two years. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I remember wow. when I was when we were married and I was the first lady of the Empowerment Temple. Um, the women's ministry. Yeah. Would that the, <laughs> look? At, oh, shucks. I the, know. You know what? I know my next question. I know the women's okay. ministry would decided to. Jamal has his hands over his his, his face. face yeah. Right, it's covered his face. <laughs> we decided to to feed as many families as we could, and literally go to their house, knock on the door, That's and right. give them the food. Wow. So I had like a bus. I had security. I was pregnant at the time with one of them kids I have. <laughs> and um, and I was going knocking on doors. So it's like I was in the hood of Baltimore knocking yeah. on doors. You did not know what was going to open the mm-hmm. door. So mm-hmm. <laughs> all kinds of things was opening the door as I was coming. I actually forgot about that. Yes. I mean, obviously we were blessing them, but it was such a blessing to me Yeah, to be able to to give them what the church gave them. And for me, like they would invite me in. It would be like a weed infested smelling house. And they would invite right. me in and I would pray with them a little bit. And I would say happy Thanksgiving. But we made sure that we gave them food from Thanksgiving to Christmas. Wow. So, oh, wow. right. Enough food for, for to last them at least a month. Wow. So, yes, I asked, that's what I did as first lady at Empowerment you Temple. You did. That, that is fantastic. So, look, speaking of Giselle being first lady at Empowerment Temple, tell us, Jamal, how was Giselle as a first lady? <laughs> <laughs> There's a pause. There's a long, long no, pause. No, no, no. So, Giselle was not a Mother Teresa first lady in her head 
she was a Michelle Obama first lady. Yes, I was. So, yes, yeah, so she was coming in waving. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> she was Michelle Obama before Michelle Obama. That Love is it. such a lie. I was oh, not yeah. waving oh, to the crowd. No, she was great too. She was uh, she was the black princess die. She did a great job. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, while we're on that that note, um, she did our first women's conference. Yes. Um, she did uh, a whole lot of mentoring. A lot of the uh, young girls uh, came to her for mentoring. A lot of the young ladies who had come to Baltimore to go to either Coppin or Morgan uh, really pulled on her. She wrote a whole lot of AKA letters. Half of the AKs in Baltimore <laughs> wow. got letters from Giselle. Oh, wow. Listen, I was the bomb, okay? <laughs> Even back then. Now, now, I, I want to say there's some things that I missed not being married to Jamal Bryan. Okay. Okay. Which is? What? One of the things I used to complain about, I think I now miss it. Okay. Okay. So, you know, like I said, Jamal travels a lot, so he would have to get his um, his suits and his ties and his shirts together uh-huh. before he would go on his trips. Uh-huh. <laughs> So he would always be like, wake me up out of my sleep. Now, you want to be asleep. And when you're asleep, leave me alone. Right. But he would wake me up. I know. I'll turn on that. all the lights. And he would say, Giselle, does this suit go with this tie? But does this shirt go with this tie with this suit? Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get three other ties. Okay, these three ties go with this five shirts. Oh my God. I mean, it was like. So you miss this now? I'm just saying. No, Robert, she's only giving you half of the story. <laughs> what she misses is that I was picking her clothes out. Uh-huh. That's what she misses. <laughs> when, I, when I was picking her clothes out, Robin, she wasn't in no blogs. Uh-huh. Only time there's somebody uh-huh. when I don't pick it out. Oh, my God. Okay, the shame. I'm okay, glad that shame. we brought this up, Robin. I need you to be a the witness. Shame. Robin, you got to be a witness. Jamal was my first stylist. <laughs> Tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Oh, my God. Robin, when I first met you, where did I meet you? You met me at the NAACP. Where did I first meet you, Robin? Oh, Rob. Oh, me. Oh, okay. Yes, at Saks. Yes, true. Yes. Very true. Yes, at Saks. Yes. Yes. So she does not miss picking out my ties. She misses me dressing her. That's what she's not going to give me. Confession to. Okay. That, okay. Okay. Is, this is, is this is a breaking moment. Yes, Jamal Bryant was my first stylist. Really? Yes. Okay. And my last. <laughs> right. And your only. And my only. Yes. Okay. But see, yes. that was one of my I had one of my questions for Jamal was how does he go about picking his outfits out? Because, you know, you look nice and sharp now, but I've seen sometimes you have like you know, a pink tie and a pink silky shirt. She, she talking a- about them Detroit player suits you had. Okay. <laughs> yes. You had some plenty of Detroit player suits. Okay. Do you, do you have a tailor and you're just like, give me one of every color. <laughs> give me everything <laughs> in every color and every print. <laughs> Ooh, the shade is coming. Robin, it's, it's a work in progress. So when I was a U.S. in Detroit, uh, that's when I started wearing gators. Oh. So when I met Giselle... <laughs> I had different color gators for every suit. Giselle threw my gators out. Yes. So I've, I've tried to purge. I've tried to purge that part and, and walk backwards. <laughs> okay. So okay. It's, it's, a, it's a work in progress. Right yes. Okay. But I mean, they were like, they were like, uh, it's like a whole green suit with the matching green gators. Uh-huh. Orange suits with the matching uh-huh. orange gators. 
He had this one white leather Rob, trench. I was killing him. <laughs> I was killing him, Rob. They wasn't ready. Listen, Definitely not ready. Listen, I don't know if you were killing him, but they weren't ready. He had this white leather <laughs> trench coat. I couldn't wait for him to go white on a trip. leather? I threw that thing in the trash oh can. My God. I said, I can't do this. Oh, my God. Rob, you ain't never seen a trench coat in white, Rob. <laughs> no, no, no. This no. is 20 years later. I was ahead of my time. <laughs> white leather. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, okay, so where is that trench coat? I threw it in the trash can, Jamal Bryant. It's gone. Oh my okay. god. That thing probably cost fourteen thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it is gone. I couldn't take it. Um, but no, I I feel like you have come a long way. And I, I love you do you do rock the dashiki situation sometimes. I see you on the Instagram. Um so so do you like dashiki or suits? Get you a man that can do both, Giselle. Get you a man that can do both. Is that what he said? Yes. But to can. answer your question, yes. yeah, he has tailors upon tailors upon tailors. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I believe that. Yes. 100%. Okay. See, I'm not a really good cook, so I'm not, I don't, I didn't really wine and dine Jamal by my home cooking. Right. But what is your, the favorite part of you being okay, married? Okay, uh, Robin, let me tell you this. Robin, <laughs> Robin, I got to tell yes. you this. Do you know what our first fight was in, in marriage? What was that? I have no idea. When are you going to the supermarket? Oh. <laughs> you didn't know before she, you got married? Robin, she was coming back with chips. <laughs> <laughs> it's not getting home cooked meals till the girls was born. Oh my God. Okay. But in, in But Giselle can cook. Yeah, in my defense, in my defense, Jamal, you like to go to restaurants and eat. You like to do that. But when we sitting in the same house, you got to go down and say, Robin, this is 2000. Wasn't no Uber Eats. No. There was no Grubhub. This is the we worst. We just got off a of Motorola two-way pages. Oh, go my make God. something. Okay. This was actually going to be my last question to you. And it's, and we might finish it just for what he just said. But anyway. Okay. So what was the best part about being married to Giselle? Because you're the only person on this planet that has been married to me. There's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a be a whole nother show. Oh but my God, he's just giving you, it to you. No, no, no. Giselle pushed me to be better. Mm. And uh, she's the only one outside of my parents who has spoken into my life to really push me to go to another level. I preached um, at a conference at my home church one day, Robin, I thought I killed that John. <laughs> I mean, I thought Star Wars, the force was with me. And Giselle, we got in the car. Giselle's like, you have really stopped growing. Oh, oh. Do you really think this the best that you can do? Oh. I was high level offended. <laughs> wow. Uh, but it really, seriously, it but it yeah. uh, really go to another point. And then when, uh, this Herschel Walker video went viral. I saw Giselle maybe a week after that. And she said, this is your vein. Why did you leave that? Mm. You need to stay in what it is that you are good at mm-hmm. and be your best. And a lot of people uh, don't really have authentic friends that can push you to be better. Mm. Uh, and so the thing that I value uh, about Giselle, she's always pushing me to be better, even if she's pushing me over the cliff without a parachute. <laughs> okay, we're going to leave it at that. That was such a nice way to end. Jamal, I want everybody to know Jamal Bryant is one of my favorite people on earth. 
Oh, that's nice. Yes, yeah. one of my favorite people on earth. Don't put that one. Don't do that because Robin is sitting there. Not one of. Not one of. Don't do that. <laughs> You're not the. I have children. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that because Robin is sitting there. Tell the truth. You're one Tell of. Tell the truth. Okay, I have I have Grace Angel and Dora. They're my of. favorite people. Not one of. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal, you, it's a four-way tie. It's okay. I can say that you you are in the top five. Okay, a favorite people in my time. I have three are kids. We're not in I have three kids. What do you mean the five? three kids. I have two three, parents. I have three kids. I have two parents. Yes. <laughs> so you you beat out one parent. That's yes. Good. Jeez. 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 Anyway. Okay. Thank you for letting me come on the show. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girlbomb to get the job done right. Conair Girlbomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girlbomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girlbomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girlbomb. 
Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Words to Live By, May 9, 2022. So, Robin has eight sentences that we should all live our lives by. So this is going to be profound, y'all. Yes, y'all. Okay. You know, we talk about a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of nonsense, but we do try to, you know, impart some type of inspirational words yes. with yes. you as well. Um, so I come across these posts on Instagram and I'll save them and I say, I'm going to share this with the podcast listeners because mm-hmm. I love you all. So this is eight sentences that everyone should believe. Okay. Okay. So you should believe. Okay, so I haven't heard any of these sentences. Okay. But I'm here to tell you, if something sounds crazy, I'm going to let you know. Okay. Okay. I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, you have to lose a few people to uh-huh. find yourself. That's huh. true. Mm-hmm. I oh, like that. Yes. I like that. But is is are they um, exclusive? You know what I mean? Like, can they be mutually exclusive? Like, can you find yourself without having to without lose Without having people? to lose people? Yeah. Um, according to this post, no, you cannot. Okay, continue on. <laughs> you, ha- I, I think, I think it actually should read. You shouldn't be afraid to lose a few people. Yes, to find yourself. Yes, yes. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, I got one for you. Okay, okay. No, okay. You do yours. Okay. Oh, I'm go ahead. Tell you Before you forget. Okay, so this is my TD Jakes impression. Okay, okay, because I've watched this reel about fourteen times. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> TD Jakes said, "You ain't gonna let." Fear rule, rule your life. Even if you scared, even if you're trembling, even if you um can't do it, and you and you're terrified, do it anyway. <laughs> Have the courage to do it, cause you don't want to be in the old folks' home peeing in a bedpan and you didn't do it. <laughs> Did he really say that? Yes. Yes. And let me tell you something. That thing shook me to the core. Right. You I got s- up and did it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is, I was fearful about. I was probably scared that I don't know. Anyway, but I, I mean, I appreciate that. Like, yeah. like fear will like debilitate you. Yes. Yes. And it will stop you from from doing a lot of stuff that you, you, you know, it can stop you from leading a life that you never even imagined that you could lead. Yes. Yeah. And, and a lot of times the fear is in your head. So it's like. You're, you're stopping yourself from doing something. But once you go ahead and do it, right. you look back like, well, what was this scared of that for? Right, exactly. And then, you know, you just never want to have regrets. So yes. do you want to let fear prevent you from doing stuff that when you're in the old folks' home, you're right. like, man, I should have just done that. I should have just done X, Y, and Z. Let me tell yeah. you something. I'm out here doing it. Yes, yes. Okay. All right, so back to my list. So, okay, I'm sorry. So you have to lose a few people to find yourself, which mm-hmm. I think we should edit to say, don't be afraid of losing a few people yes. in order to find yourself. And yep. I think that, you know, that can apply to friendships, relationships, yeah. you know, businesses, whatever, uh, coworkers. Um, sometimes people are holding you back. Um, number two, sometimes it's best to keep it private until mm. you know it's permanent. Let me tell you yes. something, Huntney. 
Honey. It's very difficult for me and Robin to keep things private because we're on this show called right. Real Housewives of Potomac mm-hmm. and they are all in our business. Mm-hmm. But I, I do agree with that. Yeah. 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 I agree. I mean, it's whenever, whatever it is, like in good stuff and bad stuff. So, yeah. like, think about when you're going through stress. See, it's hard because, like, when you're going through struggles with your partner or with a friend or whatever, and then you, um, you confide in another person. Right. Right. And then you make up and you resolve those issues. And then that other person is still mad. Right. And they like, don't you remember <laughs> what he did? And so it's like, sometimes it's like, you really have to be careful with yeah. what you're sharing with people because sometimes they're going to hold, hold it against you. Yeah. And then on the flip side, it's like, you could think that you're about to close a business deal. Oh, oh, I don't, you, do you know how many people, cause in the world of reality TV, um, reality TV, production companies and casting companies they try to cast people left right up down yes. all around yes do you know how many people i've heard that have like gone around telling all their friends and family that they're going to be famous and they're going to be on reality tv because so-and-so talked to them and blah yeah. blah blah and it doesn't happen right so then you're left looking, looking stupid kind of stupid when people are like hey what Whatever happened to that right. show you said you were going to be on? <laughs> Whatever happened to that? Because, I mean, and that and it's so funny because, like, I applied that to my own experience with Potomac. Right. Remember, I mean, Giselle <laughs> could tell you. <laughs> Listen, we were on season three and Rob was like, so we on a show? Right. Yes. We've been doing this for years. What are you talking about? Right. I'm like, the camera's at my door. I'm like, what y'all doing here? <laughs> so so anyway, yeah, I just think it's important. It's it's so it's hard. It's like, just be careful with what you share yep. and who you share it with and how premature you share it and all that yep. type of stuff. Okay. Well, now I got to go back to my phone and I got a call coming in. Why doesn't iPhone, like you can't hit decline when your phone, when you're not like on your phone. Anyway, that's a whole nother subject. Yeah. I can we can have our iPhone rants later. Mm-hmm. Okay, number three. If you can attach, you can detach. Hmm. Hmm. So that that brings me to a story. So I was um this was years ago, and I was um I thought I was on a date. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was I was on vacation. I was doing a little vacay with this dude, right? Okay. And it and I didn't really know when I was he let's say he had to be there for the week. And I was in town for a couple of days and I didn't really know when I was leaving. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I had just had stuff to do. And he was like, Oh, Giselle, so when, when are you leaving? <laughs> and I was like, are you trying to get rid of me? Right. And he said, no, I need to, I'm trying to figure out when to disconnect. Oh, and that, that also was rude to me. I oh. was like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. But he, I, I understood. Yeah. Like he just wanted to know like when was the disconnection happening? Right. Yeah, so was that... So disconnect from, like, being hospitable? No, disconnect... Or... <laughs> disconnect from me getting out of his room. Uh, <laughs> disconnect from us being together. I really? Think. Yeah, he just... It was a very strange way of him asking me, to bitch, leave. get the hell out yeah, of my room. Yeah, Yes. That but is But I funny. proceeded to start packing yeah. at that moment. Yeah, yeah, you know. Like, okay. <laughs> you know what? In fact, well, and I think, my flight leaves in 10 minutes. <laughs> but I think, really, it was because I never really had... I didn't know when I was leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, you know, I guess he just needed to know when I was leaving. Anyway, yeah. yes, yeah. that that that. I mean, I, that. I guess that's similar. But um, yeah, <laughs> like if you can attach to something or someone, then you have the ability to detach, detach from it as well. Yes. So I, don't. I, so it's pretty much don't put all your eggs in one basket. No, have wrapped them, up. Have them eggs scrambled, honey, all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number four. Social media has made perfect look achievable. So now real has become undesirable. Huh. 
And that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think honestly, I think even before social media, people had issues with trying to achieve perfection. Yeah. You know, whether it's like passed on, passed down from their parents. You know how many people I know that have like parent issues, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. their mother wanted them to be skinny or, you know, yeah. or they wanted to live up to their parents' expectations and stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, social media, definitely, you know, people on social media, they're not... And I would say most most of us are guilty of it. We're not going to post the ugly pictures. No, I don't. I don't want y'all to see that. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but you know, it it is like the filters and stuff. Like you know, you have to be mindful that if you're posting a picture and you look nothing like that, you don't post that. Right. That. Yeah. That's an issue. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, we we. I would love to be back to realness because because I do feel like if you look at what people look like today. With, with or without filters and stuff versus what they looked like in the 80s. You know what I mean? People yeah. in the 80s were just more raw and more like now it's just like, I don't know. We're so like overdone. I, I gr agreed. Right. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to go back to having like real conversations with people. Yes. Yeah. I used to do that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I agree. All right. Let's see. Number five. Anything that costs you your mental health is too expensive. Look elsewhere. Like what? Give me an example. I mean, anything that's stressing you out to the point oh. where you're like, you know, you're feeling depressed. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, shit, that can be a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. So, okay. It's pretty much saying, like, there's nothing out here that's worth compromising and, you know, weakening your mental health. Agreed. Right? Yeah. So, so yeah, just keep that in mind. If something is, is bothering you to the point where it's consuming you and you can't think straight and you're depressed and let it go. Agreed. Number six, if they don't know you personally, never take it personally. Oh, that's a good one. That's yes. a good one. And that's good for people that are in business. Oh, like a yeah. lot of times like, if you're in business and something happens and you take it so personally. Right. It ain't personal. Right. It is business. Yeah, yes. that's true. That's true. But it's it's like so important. It's like even if you know someone like in passing. Yeah. People still might not know the real you. Like if you don't spend a lot of time around someone. Right. Um, you know, like still don't take that stuff personally no it ain't personal yeah and i always like flip it on a person i'm like well that's their issue that's their insecurity that's right. their you know whatever their their mama drama that they're putting on you yes so. yes and if and i just want to put this out there if you're on a reality television show and you're getting a paycheck it's business oh that's very true yeah <laughs> just saying <laughs> very true it's hard it's a little it's little fine line. gray area for yes. us because we are, you know, friends. We want to be friends. We want to nurture our friendships. Very true. So it is definitely a, a fine line. Um, number seven, never assume that loud is strong or quiet is weak. It's often the other way around. Very true. Very I, true. I would I would agree with that. Yes. My grandfather, like, barely spoke. Mm. But when he did. Right. You listen. You listen. And even when he was quiet, it was like just his presence in the room. Mm -hmm spoke volume right so right. yeah i'm gonna stop talking yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then there are some people who who you know they walk in and they're oh, like you know they're they they want to be the center of attention yes and it's like you can just tell like okay you're not you're not comfortable where you are no you know what i mean like it's 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 yeah so never assume all right if you're happy alone you'll be happier together Huh? So I guess it's saying like two people. Uh huh. If you're happy and content, 
by yourself by yourself okay then in a relationship that that makes for a better relationship facts right Agreed. yes yeah, yeah. yeah. and then you, like you might even like being alone better than the relationship right <laughs> <laughs> Just send him home, child. Send him home. Right. Yep. So that was it. So okay. Those, were, those were good. Yeah. yeah. I think people can learn from all of those. I mean, something. Yeah. Something can speak to somebody. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think that sometimes we just have to stop and like really think about what's important mm-hmm. and what's what's valued, what we're valuing and what we should like get a, get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I just like one of my, I think people seeking perfection is like the root of a lot of issues that people yes. have in life you yes. know so it's just like if if we can just let go of our desire to be perfect and our desire to be perceived as perfect yeah so much will just you know be better right. like you know everyone you're just afraid to fail or you don't want to disappoint someone or or you know afraid you don't want to be judged like right so what yeah I, and i don't even really and i tell my this to my kids because i'm raising three teenage daughters yeah and so that whole perfection thing oh, is yeah, huge right now yeah so i always tell them like i don't even understand what perfect means like what right. does that mean right who defines perfect right. perfection yeah. right just be yourself and yeah. that's the perfect yeah whatever that is flaws and all so yep. um but yeah, I think that that's what we're giving to the people. Yes. If if you are if you are something called perfect, don't be perfect. No, that's mm, not it. You don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just be yourself. Damn it. Yeah. Figure out what that is. Figure out what makes you happy. What makes you sad. Just be yourself. Yep. Yes. Reasonably Shady is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And you can connect with us on social media at Robin Dixon 10, Giselle Bryant, and Reasonably Shady. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. ATT connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 